This is episode 79, Stop Self-Sabotaging with Drew. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for sharing your ratings and reviews of the show. It means so much to me and it really helps the show get out there. So if you haven't reviewed the show, just head on over to iTunes, look for Over It and On With It, and you can either rate the show, just simply click the number of stars. And if you have an extra 30 seconds or one minute, you can go in and write a review. I read all of them and they just mean so, so much to me. So this past weekend, I was back up in LA at the Association of Transformational Leaders Conference. I've been a part of ATL since 2012. We have a conference twice a year, and it's just where people who give a lot, thought leaders, transformational leaders, come to be refilled and refueled. And some of my best friends are part of it, and we have amazing speakers, and we dance, and we meditate, and just have a grand old time. And a grand old time. Who says grand old time anymore? Well, evidently I do. And one of the speakers that was there, wow, I asked her a question and did she call me out or rather call me forward? So I'll tell you that story in just a minute. But first, I just want to remind you that my retreat in Bali, which is happening at the end of September, enrollment is open. I shared a story on last week's podcast about a woman who didn't think she was going to be able to come because she has two kids and she couldn't afford it and just all the general objections that are very common came up. And Jill and her worked together and they came up with a very creative solution for her to be able to come and she's super psyched. So you may want to go back and listen to that episode, episode 78. And if you're interested, email Jill at christinehassler.com. She's amazing at helping you really step into your dreams and making it possible. This will fill up fast. It's a smaller group. I just got back from teaching my signature retreat this past weekend, and we were filled to the brim, which is amazing. I love that so many people are coming to do this work. And I share this with you because I want you to take action quickly and not delay. So you can find information on my website, christinehassler.com. We'll put a link in the show notes to the page. And you can also email Jill at christinehassler.com. And also another reminder that my inner circle community is open at all times. You can hop in anytime this month. We've been focusing on trust, which has been an amazing quality to embody. You can learn more about inner circle, christinehassler.com slash inner circle. Okay. So back to this weekend, one of the speakers that was there is Lisa Nichols. And Lisa Nichols is someone I've known a while. I've been to a couple events with her, heard her speak. She's amazing. She's way more than a motivational, inspirational speaker. She's, she's an alchemist and she has many books and travels all over the world. And she gave a great talk to all of us about our story and, and how to tell our story and did some amazing work with people on the stage. And I had gotten some other coaching this past year from other speaker trainers that sharing my story is something I shouldn't do because it's, you know, not about me and I should kind of get to the content and so on and so forth. So I was getting conflicting information. And so I asked Lisa, I said, you know, I, this past year I have stopped sharing my story because one, I heard that, you know, I shouldn't spend so much time telling my own story. And two, I'm kind of bored with it. Like my whole story about my 20 something crisis and being on my bathroom floor and losing everything. Like I've just told it so many times. And I said, so does that just mean I need to kind of like spice up the story a little more, add some more elements? And I was 
kind of rambling on and she interrupts me. She's like, uh, 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 uh. I'm like, what? And she said, it's not about you. And I said, I know. That's why I don't want to tell my story anymore. She goes, no, 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 no. You're not getting it. It doesn't matter if you're sick of your story. If one person gets benefit from that story, if they see themselves in your story, if they connect the dots, if it serves them, then that story is not dead. So you might need to tell that story a thousand times, a million times. It doesn't matter because if that story is still serving people and if it's still resonating with people and you're still looking out in the crowd and seeing people's eyes well up and seeing those dots connect in their head, then that story does not have an expiration date. And it doesn't matter if you're bored with it. It doesn't matter if you don't think you should tell it. It's not about you. Wow. Did that call me forward? And it put a completely different perspective on my story and why I tell it. And the whole not making it about me thing is a core theme in my coaching session with Drew today, which I think you'll really enjoy because it's more of a conversational style of a session. And I'll, I did that on purpose. I did that intentionally. And I'll explain more about why I coached the way I did after the call. So be sure to listen to the after show. So Drew is an aspiring entrepreneur and has overcome odds like being homeless and obesity, but still finds himself getting in his own way. He has a strong desire to reach his goals, but an even stronger self-saboteur that is preventing him from not only achieving his goals, but also from experiencing love. As you're listening to this call, consider, have you overcome huge obstacles, but still feel like you are not really over the hump and like you have the momentum you want? Or are you still facing really large obstacles? Do you feel like you have something to prove? And is that often the fuel that drives you? And when it comes down to self-worth and self-love, is yours conditional? And finally, especially for all the men out there, do you feel an expectation to be strong and confident, but inside you feel rather rejected and weak? So keep these questions in mind as we listen to my coaching session with Drew. Drew, hello. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Yes, my question is really about self-sabotage, I, I guess. It's about trying to reach your goals and trying to make progress, even though it's hard and even though it's scary and even though what you want may not work out, but still having the strength to pursue it anyway mm. and be successful in that pursuit. Because when you're scared, you start to lose control. Right. Right. And so I'm going to coach you to, instead of using the word you, use the word I, because a lot of times we, we, a lot of us do that. We use the word you because we kind of dissociate and, and to get the most benefit from talking this through with me, you just want to use ownership language. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So tell me the ways in which you feel like you're experiencing well, first tell me what some of your goals are and then the ways in which you feel like you're experiencing sabotage, self-sabotage. Yeah. So I just moved to Chicago, not just, but I moved to Chicago uh, last summer, summer 16. And I came here to make my dreams come true. Mm. And college dropout, fighting obstacles. Um, I'm unemployed right now. I'm living on unemployment. And um, I've been homeless since I've been here. I've been broke I've been broken but at the same time like still just believing like that I can accomplish my dreams while I'm here and just trying to take it one day at a time and so regardless of the obstacles I'm trying to 
develop myself. I'm trying to be uh, the hardest working person I know because I know exactly what I want to do. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I know to do that, it's going to take me getting the most out of myself. And I've been trying to channel that energy and to focus on other things in my life. I've been trying to break obesity. Mm. Uh, when I was in Chicago, I was like, probably like 400 pounds. I've lost 100 pounds. I weighed at 300 pounds today. Wow. Um, wow. Well, let me just stop you for a second because I really want to acknowledge that you've been doing more than trying. You know, I notice you use the word try a lot and I, I see you doing it, not just trying, but actually doing it. The fact that you've released the weight, the fact that you're on this coaching session with me right now is just evident that you are doing what you set out to do. And it just seems like, you know, probably some old stuff around maybe self-worth or belief in yourself or belief about your abilities may be tripping you up just a bit. And that's human. That's very human. We all go through that at different points. And I love that you said, you know, that you're not broken. Like, do you really know that you're not broken, Drew? I do because I know what it's like to have been broken. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know what it's like to have to come back from that. Mm-hmm. And so I know where that place is. Like that place is, um, it's almost no hope there. It's really hard to see hope. So it's like, I can see hope. I just am dealing with real world obstacles in my way. You know, um, I'm optimistic regardless of whatever challenges I have. Mm. It's just a matter of, of persevering through that. Yeah, it's persevering. And it's also about how you are with yourself when you're persevering. So let's talk for a minute about your goals. And, and you said you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Is there a specific area that you're really passionate about? Yes. Um, I study under the school of Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. With, you can collab with him, I think. That was <laughs> but, uh, he, he's an entrepreneur that... Uh, made his own way, made his own lane uh, yeah. through, the internet, through social media. And so uh, he, about a year ago, he gave me a blueprint uh, that I've been embodying in my own life. And it, it just fit exactly what I was made to do. And so trying to grow through not just posting pictures on Instagram, but like creating content, like creating videos. I've been documenting my weight loss journey um, on camera and trying to um, show people like you can do this uh, without surgery. You can do this with your mind. Um, and so I can give people a blueprint for success. Uh, that's ultimately my goal. That's why I'm trying to make money, not so I can buy cars, but so I can show people how to get their own freedom. Cause that's all, that's all we want is freedom. Yeah. And why are you personally, like what has happened in your life that has made you so personally passionate and committed to this? What have you been through that's made this your mission? I've always been an entrepreneur, uh, always like started businesses as a kid, uh, literally trying to make money all the time. But I think it was really when I dropped out of college, it wasn't a glorious, it wasn't the Mark Zuckerberg kind of dropout. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of, they like, don't come back type dropout. And uh, after that, uh, I was really dealing with a tough time Personally, that's why it happened. But um, the world just wrote me off and uh, threw me away and act like my life was over and act like um, I had just ruined everything. And, and, I, and I looked at, back at the world like, y'all don't know who I am. Um, mm. Y'all don't know that I'll be back from this. And so it just really put a chip on my shoulder to go just go out here and uh, 
prove my worth. Like I, I know my worth to myself. I, I'm out here trying to prove it to the world now. To- okay. So let's talk about that. Cause that could be a roadblock because there's a difference between kind of push and pull motivation. And there's a difference between when we lead from our wounds and from when our, from our unresolved issues and when we're really pulled towards a vision, right? So if there's a part of you that is trying to prove yourself, that tells me that there's a part of you who hasn't healed from feeling separated, from feeling judged, from feeling pushed out. Because if, if that has, if that was something that you had healed, you wouldn't need to prove anything to anybody because you'd feel whole and complete totally on your own. So part of what's driving you and it can be effective is that need to prove, but it's not sustainable. And because you're also carrying around sort of that old baggage, that's why sometimes you end up sabotaging yourself. So let's kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what, what hurts, what wounds are you still carrying around Drew? Um, uh, the wounds of just being rejected, uh, mm-hmm. the wounds of just, uh, being not enough and the wounds of being disregarded, uh, consistently mm-hmm. and a lot of people I, I don't compare myself to other people I, I try to tell people not to do that we all do that but you know just to see how people treat me based on uh, like how much I weigh and, and the fact that I know it would be different I know I'd be treated differently if I didn't weigh this much or like the fact people treat me differently because of my hair or because uh, how much I weigh or how much money I make and just knowing like it, not really seeing who I am. Mm-hmm. But is that, is that up to them or is that up to you? Because, you know, I have so much compassion and the statement rides on so much love, but maybe you hide behind the weight and the hair. And so maybe it's hard for people to see you because maybe there's a part of you that's afraid to be seen because anytime we're afraid of being rejected, we hide in various ways. And so I really get that you may feel people are judging you or treating you differently because of physical things. And there's also the fact that that's part of the way that you hide. So it's been protection on some level. And until we really start to feel unconditional love for ourselves, that we're whole and complete, not when we lose a certain amount of weight, not when we make a certain amount of money, but when we really accept ourselves exactly the way we are, then we start to see ourselves, that we're all these unique expressions of God, source, universe, whatever you want to call it, and no one is no better or worse than anybody else. But I think that there's still a lens of judgment in which you see yourself, And that gets projected onto how you perceive other people seeing you. I definitely judge myself probably the harshest. Just because I expect so much out of myself and those expectations are a gift and a curse. Well, yes, a gift in the sense that they keep you moving, but a curse in the sense that they end up totally sabotaging you because they're exhausting 
and because they're not true. So who has been a champion in your life, Drew? Who has been someone who you have felt unconditionally loved by and who you have felt has seen you? Um, uh, my best friends in the city um, mm-hmm. got me to come back to Chicago from the East Coast to start this business we're working on. They really believe, they really see, and, and they tell me a lot of the same things. You're telling me about um, once you believe you're worth it, the world will believe that you're worth it. And what would it take for you to believe that? Like when you think about what makes me worth it, <laughs> what are your your rules or what's your definition of that? What do you have to be or have or do to be worthy in your mind? I need to validate my own expectations for myself. What do you mean by that? In order for me to really feel worthy of, or, or, or that self-worth or worthy of everything I want, I feel like I need to validate the expectations I have for myself. I need to um, live up to the standards, you know, that I've set for myself. Okay, now does that feel conditional or unconditional? Um, it feels unconditional. It does. Because I heard a lot of in order twos. Mm-hmm. There's conditions on worthiness for you. Wow. And right here, right now, in this moment, you are worthy. No more or less worthy than any other human being on the planet. The people experience different degrees of worthiness, and that shows up in money and relationships and careers based on their own self-perception. It's not really based on any facts whatsoever, because the fact is we all are worthy. Like, are you any more worthy of oxygen than me? (laughs) No. Of course not. No. We all have equal access to oxygen. We all have the power of taking a breath in and letting it go. And the same can be said for worthiness, love, enoughness, all of it. And we just, as humans get told, we forget that. And so much of the human journey is, is learning to come back to that. And, you know, for you, I think that part of the fear is if you don't have these expectations of yourself, you're afraid that you won't work as hard. Mm. Or you won't be as committed. I won't get there. You won't get there. And is that true? I I feel like that chip on my shoulder gives me an advantage. Like, I'm fearful of losing it just because it gets me out of bed in the morning. Well, but here's the other thing, Drew. As long as you have a chip on your shoulder, it's about you. Mm. It's not about the vision. Mm. Do you want to help? Do you want to help people? Of course. Okay. Well, you can't help people with a chip on your shoulder because then you're helping them to make you feel better. Mm. Oh, wow. No, we help because it feels good. Not, not well, we help because, you know, one of the, uh, how I look at it now is I help because it's a responsibility, not because it makes me feel better. I help because I have been given incredible teachers and opportunities and experiences and access and gifts that 
I feel responsible, not in a heavy way, not in a burdensome way, but in a vision way to share with as many people as I can. And so it's not really about me. I really resonate with that. Yeah. So part of, of, you know, your work is, is really kind of looking at the conditions you set up inside yourself and what you're using as your fuel. Right now, you're using a couple things as your fuel, high expectations of yourself, being incredibly hard on yourself, a chip on your shoulder, and a desire to prove something to the world. Like, look, all of you doubted me. I did it. That sounds very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, is that about you or is that about a vision? I think it's about both. I think it's about both. I, I don't really have a... a a huge ego because I know your ego can be dangerous. Your ego can get you in trouble. You, you do have a huge ego. It's just low. You have a huge low ego. <laughs> okay. Because Drew, ego is either way. So ego is all like, ego is like a misaligned self-perception. So people that are desperately insecure and hard on themselves and don't think they're worthy have an ego problem. People that are arrogant and think they're the best and they have an ego problem. Mm. Oh, so how's your ego? What? How's my ego? Oh, well, I'm human, so I still have one. You know, the part I still have to work with a bunch is just looking at the the critical part and knowing that I can grow and learn and improve without having to be hard on myself. Mm. That I can look at something and I can go, what did I learn? Like, for example, before we started recording, you told me that you heard me on Joe Rogan. Right. So after I was on that show, oh my gosh, did I beat the crap out of myself? I thought I did terrible. I was like, no one's going to like me. This was awful. I said, um, too much. You know, I just, and then I really had to catch myself because that was my ego acting up. And instead of going, okay, like, I hope I, I serve people. How can, how can I learn from how I did and do even better the next time? It's like, how can I, learn and grow without beating the crap out of myself in the process? And how can I be inspired versus just driven? Mm, Yeah. So I use my ego to respond to the mission and I need an ego because without it, we, you know, we'd kind of just float around. So I've learned to work with it, but I'm very mindful of when I'm letting it run the show. Because then usually something ends up getting sabotaged because whenever we're making it about us or whenever we have something to prove or whenever we're trying to compensate for something, we do end up sabotaging. Yes. Because it's out of alignment with the truth of who we are. How do we stop sabotaging? Like what what is your best, like if you feel yourself starting to drift towards sabotaging? I really commit to the vision and the mission. And I, and I also go into that inner coach to find that place of unconditional support for myself. So I asked you who in your life was supportive and you said your friends. It's like the way they talk to you, the way they are with you is how you need to be with yourself in those moments. And also like there's, there's something that happens psychologically with sabotage of like if you have a worth issue, like if you don't think you're worth it, you know, and you've gotten to the point where you've even been homeless and dealt with poverty and things like that, then when things start going well, 
there's a part that might go, wait, do I really deserve this? Is this a fluke? Like, is this really real? And then we get scared and contract again and sometimes can sabotage that way as well. So this is for you like a daily practice of really owning your worth and finding that unconditional coach loving best friend voice inside of you. You know, Drew, it's like you've got to be a better friend to yourself than you have been. Uh, I'm not, yeah, my voice in my head, it's not, not very warm. Right. That's, that's the voice that puts you on the street. That's the voice that keeps you from stepping into what you really want to do. And let me ask you this, you know, we all have our hero's journey. So much of mine was my pain was not feeling part of something, not feeling like I belong. So feeling of separation, that was one of my core wounds. And so my vision is really about connection, connect, helping connect people to themselves, helping connect people to other people, helping connect people to their purpose and helping connect people to their higher power if they're open to that. And when I am in an ego moment or when I feel like I'm sabotaging something, that's an indication to me that on some level, I'm missing connection. So I'm curious for you, what do you think sort of, you said it before, it was, it was rejection, but maybe you can tell me a little bit about your past or a little bit of your story of what you think kind of set this up. So women are supposed to be attracted to personality um, more so than men. And they're always talking about how um, uh, men never always take them for granted and um, never treat them right. And it's like guys that actually would do that, like matter less. And so um, when you're just constantly getting rejected by that, and I imagine it's a lot of women that go through the same feeling. It's like when, you, when you're constantly rejected after offering um, what you believe uh, everyone really wants deep down, it's like, you know, you keep losing and, and, and you ask yourself, am I a loser? So you're like, okay, what do I need to do to win? Like, if I had a bunch of money, I'd probably have a bunch of women. Do I necessarily want those women? Or do those women want me for me? Probably not. But it's just like that thought of um, why am what I have right now not enough, even though one day it could be enough, even though they're the same thing. And, and I just feel like... Um, I really want love. Yeah. You know, not even like I'm out here trying to force it or I'm out here trying to create it, but I'm out here looking for it. And even when you find it, it might not see you back. And mm-hmm. the question is, why doesn't he see you back? Mm-hmm. And the answer you give yourself is because I'm not good enough. Yeah. So, would it be accurate to say that your whole life you felt a sense of not being seen and a sense of being rejected? Yes. Okay. So let's just, in our final kind of minutes we have, let's just craft a little bit of your mission because in order to stop self-sabotaging and also to be successful as an entrepreneur, it's like you really want to be clear on your mission. And so what I'm hearing is my whole life I felt a little invisible I felt like, or if people did see me, they didn't see the real me or they didn't understand me. And I'd put myself out there and I'd get rejected. 
And every time I'd put myself out there, I'd get rejected and my heart would close a little more and a little more. And so I started to hide. I started to hide behind my weight, started to hide behind my hair. I even started to hide from society. I was homeless at one point because I felt so separate. And then I began to see that the person who I really wanted to see me was me. And I stopped hiding. And I started to realize that I am worthy and I am lovable. And I started to see that everything that I was looking for out there was actually inside of me. And I started to lose the weight. And I started to follow people that taught me how to find the true me. And I started to become a student of my life rather than a victim of my life. And I'm still learning, I'm still growing, but today I'm inspired to help other people, especially, you know, the men who feel they have to put on this mask of being so strong all the time and really helping them be seen by really seeing themselves. Self-love. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. I know. I, I hear you. That's just, I feel you. Yeah. So you've got a lot of practice at being hard on yourself, being critical, setting high expectations, living in when then. So you've got a lot of neural nets in your brain that go in that direction. So for this to shift, you're going to have to stop thinking, start thinking differently. So when you start to go on that train of, you know, I'm not worthy or I'm not deserving or those thoughts come up, you kind of just go in a, in, a, in a loving way, but in a firm way, stop. This is not my direction. I choose the truth. I am enough. I acknowledge myself for growing. And the biggest thing is, Drew, be really aware of how much you make love, acceptance, and worthiness conditional. Because that's not going to get you where you want to go. Can you expound on that just really quickly? Like, can, don't make it conditional. Can you give an example? Of- yes. Like, when I launch this business, then I'll be worthier. When I have a certain amount of money, then I'll feel good about myself. Or when this woman gives me her love, then I finally will be confident. Or when I lose a certain amount of weight, then I'll do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Then people will see me differently. Yeah. You know, but because I see you and I see beyond any physicality, I see your heart. And I see just that there's this incredibly strong, but also super lovable man who just wants to feel like he belongs. And being an entrepreneur is, is a wonderful thing, but do it in a way that's not about proving yourself. Do it in a way that creates impact, creates connection, and that fills your heart, not just your mind. Oh, I really appreciate all of this. It really means a lot. And um, like I said, I connected with your story because none of us are perfect and we've all struggled. And I really appreciate the fact you put your struggle out there. And I hope I can put my struggle out there one day and it helps yeah. people. Yeah. And don't wait. You know, you can start sharing your struggle and what you learn now, not from a pity party way, but just from a, Hey, this is what I'm going through. You know, and this is the stuff I used to tell myself in my head and people, 
people resonate with truth. People resonate with authenticity and vulnerability, not pity parties, but just like, this is what's real to me. This is what's real. Yeah. Authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. But drop the prove it thing. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. Really. <sighs> this is not about anybody else. This is about you. Do it for you. That's <sighs> freeing to just think about not proving the world. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's a big responsibility. Oh, my gosh. Talk about a heavy burden. Ugh. So just let that one go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Focus on the people that really care about you. Yeah. Focus on serving. Focus on impact. Focus on your vision. Focus on enjoying yourself and your life and this breath and this moment as much as you possibly can. Absolutely. Um, oh, last quickie, um, meditation. I've been mm-hmm. trying to build that up. I know you've been, I don't, I don't know how you practice that or, but you, you just recommend that to everyone in general. I'm assuming. Yeah. What I would do before you meditate is in, in expectation hangover, I talk about something called release writing Okay. where you just mind dump stream of consciousness. It's not journaling cause you don't keep it, you know? Yeah. So it's not something that you keep, but you just like mind dump, let it out, let it out, let it out. Kind of empty your mind a little bit, empty your judgment, empty your fears, let this, let the inner critic kind of go wild and then try to sit and meditate. And when you're meditating, what I want you to imagine is I really want you to meditate on love, like fill yourself with love, breathe into your heart, you know, really breathe into the front and the back of your heart and just start to Feel the feeling of love. Maybe start by imagining and feeling how your best friends feel about you and how you feel about them or a pet or a niece or nephew or just somebody that you really love and get that feeling of love in your body and then just amp that up and grow that feeling. So rather than just trying to quiet your mind and sit in silence and meditation, I'd really love for you to focus your meditation on feeling love. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I appreciate the practical advice. A lot of times it goes on the wayside. People are giving advice on the internet. So. Oh, my pleasure. What's yeah. the number one thing that you learned? When I feel myself drifting into self-sabotage, because you always feel it happening, remind myself of my why and of my worth, of my true value to myself. Yeah. And feel love. And feel love. Mm-hmm. Feel love. And the more you stop rejecting yourself, Drew, the more you'll stop experiencing external rejection. I don't really get rejected much anymore. And that wasn't because all of a sudden people changed. It's because I changed. Wow. Uh, Yeah. That's inside. Yeah. All right, my love. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for serving. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much to Drew for coming on and being so honest, so real, and so raw. Just by you coming on the show, it demonstrates two things. One, you're walking your talk and committed to your growth because you're a student, you're a seeker. And two, there's some part of you that truly believes you are worthy and feels this mission in your heart. Otherwise, you wouldn't be so committed to shifting it. And this is an important point for all of you listening. Often we doubt ourselves because we haven't had the 
changes we want as fast or we haven't achieved as much as what we want, but just the discomfort that comes from feeling like we are not living into our potential and the constant seeker that emerges in us to find out how to live into it is feedback that we're actually well on our way. (laughs) Did that make sense? You see, we do not optimize overnight. Part of living into our potential is feeling and dealing with the pain of not being there yet. It's how we polish the diamond of our spirit. The problem is we label this as suffering because it's uncomfortable, but what if it's not suffering at all? What if feeling a desire to transform is a symptom of being a seeker? Trust me, keep going and you will eventually feel a shift. You will start to feel less and less pain and more and more purpose. Your focus will shift from yourself to a mission and vision. You will heal core wounds and let go of limiting beliefs so much so that you will attract different things in your life. All the while knowing there is no there, but you're finally happy with here, not because things outside of you have changed, but because you have changed. And that's the path Drew's on for years. He's been in survival mode. He's been up against the edge of physical survival, of having to live on the streets, to emotional survival, of feeling painfully rejected. Being in survival mode has motivated him into action, but it's not sustainable because his insecurities, not a vision, are driving him. So my coaching to him was really about tending to his insecurity and dealing with feeling not worthy or lovable. I've said this before. What you do is not nearly as important as how you do it. If you go and launch a business because you want to prove to people who've rejected you in the past, you may be wildly successful on the goal line, but on the soul line, you're never going to feel really fulfilled. That kind of FU motivation is all ego-driven, which keeps you from truly hearing your heart's longing. Yes, be ambitious, be motivated, but be inspired from the inside out. Let your choices and subsequent actions come from a place of self-love, acceptance, and service. Now, I also want to talk about my conversational style with Drew. I sensed intuitively and also got from what he shared that a feeling, a sense of belonging was super important. So my coaching was more about building rapport with him, sharing something personal from my own life, and not putting myself in the place of expert because that might have created a feeling of separation. I wanted you to feel love and worthiness. And often the best way we give that to people is to see them and simply connect with them rather than give a bunch of advice or action steps. My intention was to have Drew experience the feeling of love and connection so he could feel his heart, which I sensed he did by the end of the call. And of course, mine was bursting open as well. And hopefully yours is too. A great supplemental resource to this coaching session would be the podcast I did with my friend Aubrey Marcus on his podcast, the Aubrey Marcus podcast. We talked a lot about self-love and that inner judge and that inner critic. So I'll make sure to put a link to that in the show notes. So some assignments for you, look at what's driving your behavior. Remember how you're doing something, the energy it's riding on is even more important than the what and often impacts the what. Write out your conditions of worthiness. If worthiness or enoughness is something you deal with, write out what would make you worthy and then see what BS it is because it's all conditional. And then write out new rules, which is basically the truth of worthiness. I'm worthy because I'm alive. (laughs) I'm worthy because I breathe air. I'm worthy because I'm a child of God, if the word God works for you. I'm worthy because I'm a human. I'm worthy because I'm no less worthy or no more worthy than anyone else. You get the idea. And finally, try that heart meditation. Rather than just kind of sitting in silence, in your meditation, feel a feeling. We attract with our feeling. So feel that feeling of love. Feel it just coming in 
every cell of your body and filling your whole entire physical being and then just extending that love out through your heart. Maybe I'll record a heart meditation. Would y'all like that? If I put one up on Coach's Corner, let me know and I'll do one for you if I get enough people saying yes. But in the meantime, just do what I talked Drew through. Maybe think of someone that you love and feel that love. Don't just think about it, feel it. And just let yourself soak in it. You're so worthy, you're so deserving, you're so lovable. I have so much love in my heart for all of you, sending you so, so, so much light, love, and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.